Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. Clark and Bobby, Gene here, hosting. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. You're really shocked. It's <laughs> us again. Today, we're looking at Luke chapter 21, and we're nearing the end of this beautiful book. Begins with a really short couple of verses. Important. Talking about yeah. generosity in our heart. <laughs> Take it away, Bobby Jean. I will. So Jesus is noticing um, at the temple treasury that there's some people who have wealth bringing their, their worshipers that are bringing their gifts. And then there's a woman who comes and she, and it's noted, who put in two very small copper mm. coins. And Jesus' response is, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more in than all the others. All these people have have gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. So the question out of this then is, how are we measuring our giving? So Jesus is calling out a pretty, again, like a pretty common topic that he talks about money. He talks about money all over the place. He talks about wealth. More than heaven and hell and all that. He talks about money. So we're not surprised by this. And the reason why is because it is so connected to our hearts. And he understood the human condition then, and he definitely continues to understand the human condition Mm. now. And so understanding that it's not about the amount that's being given, but it's out of the overflow of our hearts. It's out of our devotion. It's out of, um, it's out of our worship that we give. And this woman gets it. She puts in two silver or copper coins and she gets it. Yeah. It's all about Mm. the heart. I think sometimes people mm-hmm. ask, like, what's the standard? Well, throughout the Old Testament, yeah. it was that 10% was there. Right. Whether it was your oxen or your cattle or your wheat or whatever, it's like mm-hmm. this is the offering that we're called to. Yeah. So when we go to the New Testament, God focuses more on, like, the real important part of the conversation. Like yeah. you said, that's the heart. So I think we would still encourage, like, for us, that 10% is was kind of like the minimum. We're trying to grow from that. Mm-hmm. And so if you're thinking about this, more importantly, again, it's about your heart. We're not sure what season you're going through, what's happening, what your circumstances are in. But mm-hmm. we just know that regardless of how much or how little we have here, it's saying no one's too poor to give. Yeah. We can all contribute. And it's for the Lord. And so that the Lord and his church can tell more people about Jesus. That's the, <laughs> the whole purpose of this here. Yeah. And... uh it's that giving that's costly because giving out of abundance is good. We still got to give, but when giving, when it's like, Ooh, like I could really use this, but God, I'm trusting you. I love you. I want to give this to you. Right. That's, that's costly giving Yeah, is what God's getting at here. And so, um, other times in the Bible, specifically Paul's writing to the churches, he often t- tells them like in first Corinthians 16, he's like, you got to make a plan to give. This, yeah. this shouldn't be like a haphazard, a half-hearted, Oh, uh, you know, what? what here you go. I'm going to give, yeah. give you a mm-hmm. dollar. He's actually saying this is part of the formation of your heart and part of the worship. So yeah. think about it. Pray about it. What's God calling you to do? Mm-hmm. And act on it. It's good stuff. From there, we kind of transition then to a heavy topic. Yeah. The, the signs of the end of the times. Mm. And so when we understand in this, I mean, it's a, it's a slew of verses, yeah. five through a lot. We understand that there's tension here. Because there's two seasons in which Jesus is talking about. The first is when the disciples, they're counting, um, they're continuing Jesus' work as the hands and feet. And then the next is the world to come. Yeah. And then we still have Jesus' second coming. Yes. Did I say that all right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah kind the of, first is like, hey, Jesus is like, I'm leaving. So right. people are going to want to kill you. 
and all that. So (laughs) keep doing what I'm telling you to do today. And then I'm going to come back and judge everybody. Because really every day is going to seem like the end of all time because, and that's what happens. Like go read the book of Acts if you, if you don't think. Absolutely. It's intense. Like if you look at verse seven, this is like a timeline that's often brought up. And Mm -hmm. the question is, when is this going to happen? And the Bible makes it really clear. We don't know. We're not gonna God's know. not going to tell us. So let's know. move on from that question and more focus on what do we take away from this passage? Yes. At times for us as Americans right now, we take for granted our freedom mm. so much. Mm-hmm. And it's not always going to be here. I know that might shock you and surprise you. But if you look at what the United States has had for like the last century mm-hmm. or more, is beautiful. it's a beautiful gift from God. And other people have had similar freedoms throughout history. Yeah. What, regardless of how they decide to use their freedom. Sure. My point is empires and nations rise yeah. and they fall. Mm-hmm. And so you just go through the, the, the Old Testament. You got Egypt, you got Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome. Then you fast forward a bunch of years, you got the Ottoman Empire, USSR, China, the United States. And not right. one of those have I listed as eternal right. or is it lasting forever? There was a beginning mm-hmm. to it's like transcendence and then there was a decline and an end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so really what you have to really think about is what's my view of God and what's my treatment of him like mm-hmm. um, on on Sundays and day to day and mm. what he's calling us to because... Um, That's the only eternal kingdom. Yes, yeah, the eternal kingdom yeah. that doesn't matter if it's Monday or Sunday. It doesn't matter if... Yeah. We have power or all of our power is taken from us and we are being completely oppressed. Mm-hmm. All these things have happened in the scriptures. There have been times Israel's in charge and times they, they were not. Yeah. The church is being persecuted, etc. But what Jesus is getting at here is as this transition does happen towards the end times, sure. there's going to be a roller coaster of events and it's going to be ups and downs and it is going to be painful. Right. And so look at verse 12. He says, but before all these things happen. Right. This is going to happen. <laughs> so he's saying something. He's like, no, let me backtrack. Because mm-hmm. even before this stuff happens, he's like, people are going to be thrown into prison, not mm-hmm. for being an American, not for being a, affiliated to a political party. He said, you're going to be thrown into prison because of your allegiance to Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. And so this is already happening in other parts of the world. Yeah. Not necessarily happening for us here yet. I'm not sure if and when that will come. But if you look at verse 13, mm-hmm. he sees, look at the opportunity. Say, and you will bear testimony to me. Yep. It's an opportunity. Not a, woe is me, I'm so sad that this is happening. I think about um, Bonhoeffer. I think about all these people throughout church history that were right. martyred. You know, you go through mm. the early church fathers, Origen, Justin Martyr, all these people. Polycarp, like they're, they're opportunities to speak of Jesus against heretics, against people who are coming against you. Mm. It's an opportunity to speak why we're here doing this. And you trust that the Holy Spirit's going to give you the words to say. And it gets even deeper because if you look at verse 16, yeah, it says you will be betrayed right. by your parents, by your brothers and sisters, relatives and friends. They'll put some of you to death. It's like, whew, there's going to be division in the home yeah. and among friend groups. And again, it's not going to be division on you know some of the things that we've dealt with as Americans the last few years, mm-hmm. it's going to come down to who is Jesus and is he, the, uh, in his way of life, what you are called to? Yeah. Or is it the way of the world and whatever mm-hmm. else it will be? And so he's saying essentially here, you're going to go through a lot of pain. Yeah. Following Jesus is not easy. It's going to be really hard. Um, but verses 18 and 19... He, you want to read those two real quick? Stand he, he firm. Does give us yeah, hope. oh, 18. But not a hair on your head will perish, so stand firm, and you will win life. 
Mm. I'm going to cough. <coughs> you can cough. Sorry. But then verses like 20 <laughs> through 24, again, it's talking about these Old Testament prophecies where there's going to be destruction, there's going to be war. Right. And again, to some extent, some of these events have already happened. Right. To some extent. And so it's almost like they're cyclical in that like these happened, they're repeated, they're going to happen until Christ comes again. Sure. And so verses 23 and 24, again, it's getting at like, hey, even the most helpless and those who are the most in need right. are going to get run it's over. It's not going to be good. They're like, Mm-hmm. Oh, I was hoping to, for a more happy ending right now. And there is a happy ending to the story of God, but in this season, there's going to be more pain. And then verse 24, again, it says that it seems that there will again be a time where Jerusalem's relevant yeah. again. I'm not sure when or how. No one knows when. They'll fall by the sword. They'll be taken prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Meaning, it's kind of pointing at the fact that yeah, this is a season. Yeah, and the time of the world will come to an end, and the t- time of the Lord and the church will also right happen. So, like Romans eleven, I alluded to this maybe two podcasts ago, I think on mm. Luke nineteen. But if you read Romans eleven, it talks about the like really God's people and God Himself and the body of Christ. Sure, and it talks about how there are different people groups that are engrafted to this. So specifically with Israel and the Jews, it, it, reading Romans eleven, it's like. There's not a replacement theology that now the church is like the Israel. Because you read Romans 11, it seems like here's God as this tree trunk, and mm-hmm. you have Israel, and then these other group, the Gentiles, the church, us, that are engrafted into belonging to Christ. Yeah, You're still separate entities, but Christ is the one that provides the belonging. Mm. Christ is the one that allows us to be united. And so as you keep going, verses 25 through 28, if you are familiar with the Old Testament, you would know that Jesus is referring to Daniel. Right. And in Daniel 7, there's these prophecies about the Son of Man riding on the clouds and coming in. And right. Jesus is saying, that's me. That's me. That's, that's who he was talking about. It's me. Yeah. And he's taking that on himself. I think my takeaway as someone who didn't go to seminary and someone who doesn't know, like a lot of even just the language stuff that you bring to the table, is even just reading through, because Luke, we know that now, we're almost to the completion of the book, is so descriptive. And he's so, Mm -hmm. his writing is so full, and the pictures are so vivid that he gives us. And so through all of these things, through this entire, you know, last 20 verses that we just read, is that it kind of actually helps me, it reminds me of Colossians, where Uh, Colossians talks about like the cosmic level of sovereignty that God has supremacy and so we've we've said this before I think in the gospel of Mark but how when there's when when God's coming for reconciliation when he's coming for his people then there is going to be pain between people that uh, people and people because there's people that belong and there's people that don't. And so all of creation falls under this authority and sovereignty of God. So that's why before you read the Son of Man, but then before that you read about how there's signs and the sun and the moon and the stars. Before that, you just read about how there's pain within the nations. Before that, we read about how there's pain within family. Because all of these things, just like how there was a bunch of prophetic things mm-hmm. that were fulfilled in Jesus, all of these things will be fulfilled in Jesus when he comes again. Yeah. And so really my takeaway in all of it is like, wow, that's that's a lot to hold on to. That's a lot of stuff that might be really difficult to hold on to. And in Christ, he can hold it. Yeah. We can hold it in him. Absolutely. And so that's what that's what the good news is. Like you're saying, they bear witness to his name. Like mm-hmm. when so even now when we think about like hard things that are happening, um, 
we, we, can, we can hold that because of Christ. And so the hope is then, right, that people, as they see and experience these hard things and they see the quote unquote signs that are happening, that that will be their turning, that that will be their turning and, and repenting back to the Lord, yeah. right? So that his, his table can be full and his yeah. house can be full. Because how it ends, it does yes. end somewhat on a high note. Verses 32 and 33, people have debated this. Truly, mm-hmm. I tell you, this right. generation will certainly not pass away until all these things yep. have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. What is Jesus mm, talking about? When yeah. is this going to happen? Has it already happened? Is it going to happen in the disciples' time? Maybe it happened when the destruction, the fall of the temple around 70 AD. Right. There's even prophecies, and actually, no, not prophecies, historical writings talking about the sky turning red mm-hmm. and some of these things that maybe have happened. But we know that Christ has not come back right. for the judgment yet, so don't worry. Inhale, exhale. We're going to be okay. You haven't missed Jesus' return. And he's called us to follow him. So as I read how this is going to end, Jesus says, be careful or your hearts are going to be weighed down with all this stuff. And so what, what you have to remember right now is that all the craziness that we're seeing in the world, whether it's like the end times or not, has been determined by the Lord and spoken about in Scripture. So one, God is advancing his plan. There's nothing that's happening where God goes, "Uh oh, that that surprised me." <laughs> that's not a thing. Yeah, God's advancing His plan, and two, His uh, uh, Jesus pointing back to Daniel wants to remind us that God's in control. God's right. in control. Yeah, we are in this mess because humanity chose it. Humanity as a whole said, "We can do right. this better without you, God." And God said, "That breaks my heart." Okay, I'm still going to come back to save yeah. you, but it's not going to go well. And so if God's advancing his plan and he's in control, you know what that means for us? We can have peace in our heart. Yeah. And it's going to be all right. I don't know what's going to happen the next couple of years. Who knows what's going to happen next election season? It's all right. We're going to be okay because we know who God is and what he's up to. But he actually invites us to actively participate in what he's doing. Right. We don't just get to sit at home and do nothing. Just like a, a couple chapters ago, we did the t- parable of the 10 minus minus. Yeah. Where he said, well done, good and faithful servant, because everything I've given you, you've you've multiplied it. God's given you skills and resources and, and influence to tell people about Jesus, to pray that God would bring heaven to earth through you and through your family and through your network. And so we're just saying, all right, God, things are going to get crazy, but we're, we're buckling in. We're along for the ride. God's doing his thing and it's going to be all right. It is. You guys, thanks so much for joining us. Lots of heavy stuff, and it's only going to get heavier as you continue to march toward the end of chapter 22, 23, and then 24, the resurrection of Jesus in the book of Luke. So Mm -hmm. thanks for joining us. We'll be with you tomorrow again. God bless you. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.